Tonight on Rogue Padron, ocean conservation, on pain, a plot point from earlier, and sock hills and crackles. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> plot point from earlier. <laughs> <laughs> This is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue Six, standing by. Rogue Seven, standing by. Rogue Nine, standing by. Rogue Three, standing by. Why are we talking about a plot point from earlier later? Because it comes up later. <laughs> oh. It's a callback. It's poetry or whatever. Um, hello, listeners. Welcome to season 25, mission nine. These numbers are wrong. Chapter 100. Nope. Episode 194 of Rogue Who Pattern. knows? Maybe this is our 200th episode. It's we not. sure don't know. Uh, <laughs> tonight. <laughs> Tonight is our penultimate episode of Two Princess, Two Scoundrel. Uh, but before that, here is a quick reminder of our hosts. If Seth, Rogue Seven, was a weird made-up holiday in November that's better than America Thanksgiving, she would be November 14th, which is Spicy Guacamole Day, uh, because it's all about taking a thing that's already good guacamole and making it extra spicy <laughs> well i thought it was, i thought it was a good host intro thanks sorry no i like i like i like spicy guacamole day i would no. i was i was staring sound, sound a little was, bit sound a little bit more enthusiastic about that <laughs> no i was sorry i was staring into space because i was thinking about the entire concept of it yeah 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 i'm still really hungry <laughs> <laughs> Why your tomatoes on toast wasn't it was a bagel okay (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) we're going through it tonight danny rogue six will be correct november 24th celebrate your unique talent day because they're always encouraging and indulging people in the things that they care about like celebrating non-traditional november holidays yeah we should do a month where we celebrate every single one of those like not weird holidays. holidays. Yeah. Yeah. We should make our own, honestly. Oh my God. Rogue Padron calendar. Yes. Yes. Oh, now what? the end of November. Of <laughs> yes. The year, so we're going to make a Rogue Padron <laughs> calendar. Don't worry. <laughs> Ash Rogue Nine would be November 17th. Take a hike day because sometimes <laughs> they just go out to a mountain or whatever without telling anybody and without their phone. <laughs> That's you know what? Yeah. I love that I've known you for how many years now and you only recently just found out the information about me that I sometimes just go in the woods and don't take my phone. Makes me so upset as as a mother, it makes me very upset. Why would you take your phone into the woods? That's the whole point. 
There's no if service there's in any emergency. emergency. Right. There's no service anyway. If I fall off a cliff, if I fall off a cliff, I'm fucked either way. They can there's do no find your phone. Penelope Garcia can triangulate your phone. I have an Android. They're gonna find you sooner or later. Like. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Um, Keith, Rogue Three, who is not here uh, because they he has the audacity to be celebrating his child's birthday. Um, fucking would be That's November scary. 6th zero tasking day because he really <laughs> could just use a true day off and I'm Meg rogue leader and I would be November 2nd deviled eggs day and that doesn't need an explanation um, and then a bonus if rogue padron was a weird and obscure holiday in November that's better than American Thanksgiving we would be November 9th chaos never dies day <laughs> Oh my god! Our chaos never dies. I can't believe I missed it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I mean, the most chaos never dies day move would be to celebrate chaos never dies day on the wrong day. So maybe we could like possibly yeah, celebrate. We can work with here. it. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of things that never die, I have a question about Star Wars. Oh great! <laughs> oh god! Yep. Do I have a question about Star Wars? Well, I if don't. it's a question about Cassie <laughs> Andor, that segue sure doesn't work. <laughs> wait i haven't seen the latest episode no just because uh, oh seen wait cassian dies yeah <laughs> cassian dies. i forgot about that yeah the yeah. one guarantee is that cassian dies <laughs> no, that's yeah yep 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 spoilers oh my god oh my god, oh my god. spoilers <laughs> i love that i literally don't think about star wars at all until i'm ask a star wars question yeah and even then i no uh i've been thinking about like little like like star wars like critters because dylan and i were talking about knobby white spiders for some oh those creatures yeah so i have i like what star wars creature do you kind of just want to hit with a broom if it was in your kitchen um if a knobby white spider was in my kitchen, I would burn the entire apartment building down. Just because not... I know that the inference might not be clear, and I know that Dylan is screaming into their device right now. Dylan is not does not endorse hitting no, a knobby Dylan white spider would... with a broom. Just to be clear, I was just trying to think like what are like the creepy because I think they're just like shit in Star Wars that like skeeves me out. Grievous's walk being number one <laughs> when, I, when he scuttles. Yes. And I was just thinking about it the other day. Is there like a thing in Star Wars that like yeah, just leaves you out? I yeah, would. That's a better way. To, <laughs> that's I a better would, way to phrase that question. I would swat at Grievous with a broom if he was in my kitchen. <laughs> Get out of here! Get out of here! General Humphrey and Grievous would pull out four did brooms. Yeah. Did y'all? Did y'all fucking see that clip of two white guys that have a Star Wars podcast? Oh, I didn't no. I didn't see the clip because I'm blocked by whoever posted it for whatever reason. Which Wait, is never uh, can a good we be thing. more specific here? Let me fit it. <laughs> but I know I know the spoiler and I'm very excited for this. They posted a thing on the, from their podcast in which they said Andor is bad and they would much rather have a show that's like Andor, but about General Grievous. <laughs> I mean, who among us is not sitting there watching Andor going like I it's wish good, I wish but it could use more right congestion. Now. <laughs> finally i would get my coffee representation how on tv be, how do you explain <laughs> that away if you're ju- you're just racist right like you're just 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. You gotta be, right? Makes just aghast. Is that screen frozen? <laughs> no, no, it makes just really aghast. Like, yeah, I'm not at all surprised at two white dudes with a Star Wars podcast being like, Andor's bad show uh, because no legitimate reason, but I don't like it. Um, there's, you know, a woman- It's putting a mirror up in my face and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, right. I really relate to Cyril Card, and that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, they kind of bully him on the show and I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but <laughs> to then be like- had a perfectly reasonable reaction to, to that woman. But then- to be like, it should be about general grievance. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what the fuck are you imagine, talking about? Okay, imagine- well, let's just do this thought experiment for a bit. Okay, like take, like so, so Andor is the best show, like quality wise that we have gotten from Star Wars. Oh, like, Danny's beating much, me to what I was going to say. <laughs> that's pretty much like, all, like pretty much the universal opinion here. Yeah. Yeah. Like imagine that quality saying. of show. How do you justify the that same amount of drama just and like, like intrigue given to this character of General Grievous? Yeah, that would be incredibly funny. Like the best show we've gotten. Like, like such it takes good it, writing, it takes itself so seriously. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> it gets all the Emmys, but like it's Andy Circus is still there. Yeah. Andy Circus as General Grievous. I mean, yeah, he's playing Grievous. True. True. That would be really funny. How do you have that opinion? I'm sorry, but the Star Wars question has changed like four times now. Um, <laughs> How do you have that opinion? Do you have bad opinions? This week's Star Wars question, muffled out. I just don't understand how anyone can look at Andor and be like, this is bad and boring. If you're not uh, a racist piece of shit. <laughs> to be fair, they said everything about it was good, but they didn't like it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> They're like, yeah, it's the writing's good, it's beautiful, blah blah blah, and then it's oh. we don't like it. I mean, it's the opposite of what a lot of people say about our podcast, which is that <laughs> this is really bad, but we still like it. Yeah, which Some I understand. That's a that's like a fundamental thing that humans like bad things, <laughs> yeah. but to not like good things, that's weird. I Hey, dudes, Meet me in the pit is all they have to say about that. Just like you meet the entirety of Rogue like, in the pit. Meet Rogue Pod in the like, pit. I feel like sometimes you just gotta keep your shitty opinions to yourself. Sometimes Two I have white guys on the Star Wars podcast have never understood that concept. Never once kept their never opinions to themselves. Sometimes I have a shitty opinion that I'm aware is a shitty opinion. I just keep that shit. I don't have to tweet that shit. I could just it could sit. Okay, but what if? What if we don't just tweet it? What if we put it in a podcast and then make a video part of that podcast and then tweet that? <laughs> Covering all the media. I think these guys are like, oh, it's the same. It was the same fucking guy that cried over Luke Skywalker. Oh my god, it was the same guy? It was the same guy that cried over Luke Skywalker. Oh, is that got, why I'm blocked? And got Pablo Hidalgo in a bunch of trouble for making fun of him on its private fucking Twitter account. Wow, I missed all of this, but this sounds like it was fun. Oh yeah, Pablo was like, Pablo was like, we don't have feelings here or something like that, which I agree with. Oh, honestly. I remember that. I yeah, remember he that. was right, yeah, frankly. On his fucking private Twitter account and got yeah, and then and someone news- screenshotted it. Yeah, there yeah. were news articles written about it. It's fucked up. Yeah, Pal- he's not sorry though. I- No. <laughs> I love Pablo. Pal- 
Pablo's just a guy. <laughs> People think that Pablo has so much power. <laughs> he is but no he's power. just he's a guy. So he's just he's a like guy who also become the the figurehead of Lucasfilm completely by accident and not, you know, not he's watching just a guy who also loves chaos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's the combination, but like he doesn't make any fucking decisions. Who's got, his, just who's got his email he's... address? Let's get him on the pod. Yeah, so we can honestly, talk about anything but Star Wars. <laughs> honestly, he would love that. Get him on to talk about Transformers or something. Yeah, I was about to say, we could talk about Transformers. Oh, I don't want to talk about Transformers. <laughs> Pablo, you want to see my Transformers OCs can when we- I was 13? <laughs> no, can't we talk about something besides Transformers? I don't want to. <laughs> I just don't want to talk about Transformers. <laughs> I don't oh, even know where I was going with that. You should but- guest on a Tales of the Jedi episode. He'd love those comics. That's true. Oh yeah, I forgot they're also comics. Yeah. Wow. They were originally comics. Yeah, okay, all the yeah, we don't we don't believe in any other. That's version the of one. Tales of the Jedi, that's the podcast. one fucking legend hill I'll die on, and that's it. Just the one. <laughs> you just gotta it's pick one. Just you know? that. Name it something. Yes. Else. <laughs> there are so many options. Name it literally anything else. It didn't have to be like this. Okay, that's enough. Um, we gotta stop. We gotta. We stop. gotta stop. We gotta. I'm gonna start a series called Tales of the Jedi, but it's spelled T A I L S, and it's about all the Jedi that are not have tales. They, they have tales. tales. Yeah. They have tales. Yeah. I love that. Um, <laughs> and then a special episode Tentacles of the Jedi. <laughs> mm. Sign me up. Okay. This episode is called Kit Fisto's Abs. <laughs> It's exactly what it says on the tin. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy. Thirty three minutes rated PG thirteen. We, we know you're here for one this. reason. Can we skip talking about this book and just talk about Kit Fisto's abs instead? No, we have to <laughs> don't, no. don't tempt me. We gotta finish yeah. this goddamn book. There's a Nautiland in this. It's fine. We're talking about it. Okay. So they get to the cliff dwellers and originally thought I thought that maybe they were like Irish or Scottish because they keep saying I or whatever. <laughs> um, but That's they are Scottish cool. people sound. <laughs> uh, it just reminded me a lot of Groiver from <laughs> Groiver from the Alphabet Squadron trilogy. Uh, the homes are more utilitarian uh but they still have nice details like fish scales carved into the floors and harpoon door frames and rounded windows of distilled ice that match the submersible domes. They also don't pretend that the quakes are normal and the empire isn't here, which is probably really nice. Uh, half, of the fi- half of the fish the anglers are pulling up are toxic to humans, but at least the Proust like them. Um, a fish Good. can't avoid the chemicals when they're bleeding into their own. Ooh. So... Stop polluting the water. <laughs> the fish can't do shit about it. It's really, yeah. really good. The fish, stop. the fish really cannot do shit. We got to help the fish. Um, so the anglers have tried to get Yens to be like doing more about this, but it hasn't really been fruitful. It's just too just. What they got to do is they got to make art about the they fish. Have, the thing is, is that it, they don't give a shit about art. Is the thing you know that um you know that that Japanese art style where they take the dead fish and put it and paint and put yes. it yeah they need to do that make knows that. what i'm talking about make it so into it's... art make it into yeah. art what they got to do well it's a, it's a long con but it'll work is they cool. got to make a bunch of art about the fish 
And then they got to turn it, like they got to make it a thing that everyone loves the fish art so much. Yeah. So you And then they got to the turn it so that they're like, well, the fish are dying. There's got to be no more fish art. And Yen's yeah. be like, holy shit, we have to save the fish. Yeah. Fun, fun anecdote from Ash's childhood that you get on every episode of Rogue Patron. My mom is really into doing like crafts and shit for the church. Mm-hmm. And she got rubber fish to do that. And I found the rubber fish like a year ago and could not for the life of me figure out why the fuck there were rubber fish <laughs> in my garage. For as I was church looking crafts. Up. For church crafts. <laughs> you take a rubber fish, I've- you stick it in paint and put it on a shirt. You know what? Church I'm fish. gonna I'm gonna have a random box when I die that's just gonna be labeled church crafts and just put the most <laughs> random <laughs> shit in there. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> a mixture of like actual crafting materials and like a sex toy. And- <laughs> yeah, just the most <laughs> random shit up in there. <laughs> just a random recipe. Good luck, whoever has to go through my house. <laughs> ah. And then we find out that at least one of the cliff dwellers isn't Irish or Scottish. She's definitely fucking Filipino. (laughs) Woo! Because her name is Balangawa and Balangawan is a salmon found in Southeast Asia, mainly fished in the Philippines. Uh, So that sure made me feel kind of weird because that's just really obviously... (laughs) a filipino word and uh the the way that the cave dwellers one are called cave dwellers and talk about their like traditional ways um has like big 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 like these are obviously people of color indigenous peoples vibes uh versus the people who like yens who live in the city um and then later we kind of see that leia gets pretty like white savior vibes um about all of this <laughs> and it makes me very uncomfortable <laughs> we um, hate to see it yeah so we made it so far beth we made it so far <laughs> yeah and like i i like to do fun stuff like if i'm writing a character who is one culturally filipino like i like to look up words and see what i can do with that but one i am filipino and two the character is known filipino um and it's not uh one thing i realized after this chapter was that the appearance and like the skin tone of people of Madors is like never mentioned. Um, so that's kind of weird uh, because it's another one of those things where like people can think that they're being very progressive by not assigning like skin tones, but really what you're doing is letting everybody make kind of like a white default. Um, so it, it would have been better to be like, yeah, Jens has dark skin or literally anything uh, but they never say that and so it's just yeah. maybe it was just like I, I feel like the imagery of the planet like really evoked sort of like in, indigenous like northern yeah whether it's Canada or like the um what's the Norwegian area called Scandinavia like indigenous mm. groups um and I again I don't know if that was her intent but I yeah I, I see the point you're making there of like yeah just just say it because then that does leave the avenue open for all the people who are like 
It's the white people that live in it, the north. I guess it absolves it of criticism, right? Right. If you don't, if you yeah. don't say it. It's up to the reader. Yeah. Where it's like, but the reader is going to make assumptions. Um, and it's okay if you tell your reader what people look like. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard. I guess it's harder to be like, yeah, this is problematic if they never like assigned a race to anybody. I don't know if that makes yeah. any sense. I just it just really took me out because like all of the other names in this have just been like very Star Wars. E, where they're just like random space names or whatever, like Naha or Yens or like Philly or whatever. And then there is just Balangawa, which is so just obviously Filipino. <laughs> and it takes one Google search uh, and it auto filled uh, when I was typing it out. And I'm just like, man, <laughs> that's a salmon. <laughs> um, so, anyway. Han simps over Leia some more. Surprise. And <laughs> Zelma pulls Han outside and tells him that Captain Daddy can't help. Not just because of the optics, but also because they only have defensive light cannons. They're a cruiser. <laughs> That's not enough. And Leia will try to get in contact with the rebel leadership. Han asks about the core again, and Zalma explains that he's lived on various aquatic worlds, and they're made different from other planets. The ice is probably the only thing holding Madors together. Even if they can stop the Empire from drilling, the mining has warmed the waters enough that it could have created a climate change that's irreversible, and it has been polluting their only food source. Uh, the good news-ish is that Captain Daddy said he would at least help with the evacuations if there is an imminent need. Han knows that's not insignificant, but there's a difference between leaving home and having no home to go back to. <clears throat> uh, Leia is listening to Balangawa tell stories of the ways that they've tried to sabotage the station. Eventually, she flips over one of her furs, and it's a technical diagram of the station drawn from memory with notes about security and their efforts. Leia tries to convince them that they need to attack from the top, but Balangawa says that the ice is too thin and unstable, as well as the area is heavily monitored. Zalma and Han come back in, and Zalma takes a look at the specs. The anglers are very interested in his opinion as an engineer. And as expected, the station is being held in place by repulsor lifts. I have to say, repulsor lifts is one of the worst words I've ever had to type over and over and over. <laughs> it's really it's like when you say word. it enough, it just yeah. stops losing meaning. It just stops becoming a word. I it is such an ugly-looking word. It's an ugly-looking word. Repulsor. Which, like, I get, because to repulse, when something is repulsive or to repulse something. But um, isn't it, like, isn't it, it it's redundant, repulsor lifts? Because repulsor implies it's... Yeah. Repul I don't know. Who knows? I'm too tired to say coherent sentences. <laughs> if you couldn't already tell from the nonsense that's come out of my mouth this episode. <laughs> Uh, Balangawa says that even though they're a skeleton crew, it's still too many stormtroopers to fight. Leia, in her element, tells them that it's not and shares her idea of attacking the repulsor lifts. The station would sink and flood their air vents. Even if they had redirectional jets, they probably weren't made for underwater stabilization and wouldn't work well. They're sending the best scout slash artist, a slender boy named <laughs> Philly, who is almost as tall as a Wookiee. 
to do recon that night. Mm, trying that to decide if I want to make a like... horse joke or a Lord of the Rings joke with that name. <laughs> Could be either. Could be <laughs> both. I'm just like, that is a very tall boy. That's a tall boy. That is and a slender. tall boy. Who's and the slender. best we got a artist character. slash I mean, there are, there are definitely people who are seven feet tall. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. I feel like if we're like a bunch of the dudes in the fucking Jeff, for example, I was like, yeah, Jeff, Andy, (laughs) like whenever I'm standing amongst a group at celebration, I feel very small. Jeff is actually that's not because everyone is seven feet tall. No, uh, dinner is only six foot seven. I say only. (laughs) Mm. Only. Yeah. Try harder dinner leader. No, please don't try. (laughs) Yeah. Get get to Master Chief height. Come on, man. Okay, let's not bring Master Chief into this. <laughs> I'm sorry, you say seven foot tall person. I'm like Master Chief. I didn't know Master Chief was seven foot tall. That's, Learn something new every day. That's how I. That's how I estimate heights. So I'm like, oh, that's like half a Master Chief. That's half a Master, <laughs> Master Chief tall. Yeah. I love I the idea three, that I like this individual you've Master never Chief seen tall. in real life is your measure for all the real life <laughs> yeah. things that you see. <laughs> I measured out what seven foot looks like so I was curious so I know what seven <laughs> foot looks like I love that you're like I need to know how tall Master Chief is I you know I knew he was tall but I had to understand they do talk yeah. a lot in those Halo books about how tall Master Chief is though. okay 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 I love That's the good. idea of like um you know how like families will will like stereotypically like have a part of the wall where they like mark the height yeah. of the kid every year. It's <laughs> I like Saf just like having some somewhere at her wall where she's just like got the heights of different fictional characters that like she knows the heights <laughs> of like marked Jesus out. Just so, yeah, just you so know, she can if, visualize. If I owned That's my actually own house, really cute. <laughs> yeah, if I owned my own house, I would do that. I'd have like a Frodo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really cute. Actually, well. Yeah, Eric um, Quo. I don't know if we ever if you don't have their height confirmed, just like sort of how, how high do you how, feel like they are. I was about to say how high is Kairos, and I know that's not the how you ask that question. <laughs> I mean, but how forever tall and always Kairos? very high. I, don't I, know, I, I like to imagine. I like to imagine Kairos is nine feet tall. <laughs> yeah, that's the vibe I'm getting. Oh, <laughs> the master chief. How just tall imagine is this nine really? foot tall, terrifying monster person going traitor? I'm sorry, that is my wife. <laughs> Hunt. Monster parentheses affectionate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, my lovely monster. Yeah. <laughs> uh Zelma needs to know how many repulsor lifts there are and where the shield generators are. And then they'll fight tomorrow. All right. Same. Han and Leia are stargazing as they wait for Captain Daddy to confirm that he will help with their plan. Leia finally tells Han that she met Kira. <laughs> oh my god, about damn time. Kira told Leia a story about how Han had gotten into a fight to help a boy he didn't even know. That he would have been killed unless Lady Proxima stepped in. I put stepped in quotation marks because Thank she's you. a big old worm. Um, and she doesn't step into things. She glides into them. Is Kira, that what worms do? Yeah, they glide. Okay. <laughs> I believe you. That's science. Um, that's science, baby. Um, Kira had made it sound to Leia like Han was a fool to help. Han agrees. But now he can't help but recall the memory. How Lady Proxima didn't care about the teens, except for how she could exploit them. 
<laughs> that Kira had carried at least a little bit for him, but didn't lift a finger when a child was being beaten. It wasn't hate that made Corelia so bad. It was the way no one cared. That had choked him, clawing at his breath, trying to drown the man he wanted to be. He jumped into that fight just so he knew he could feel something other than apathy. Damn, hon! Oh, dude. That's a flex. Uh, Han's just a good guy that was Han, forced to like Han shove all that to be shit a, a good down. Dude. Yeah. And Kira knew that from the start. I mean, that's yeah. why she was like, absolutely not. You're not coming with me. Right. You can't do the things that I'm prepared to do. Yeah. Oh. I mean, the worst thing is that he might have done them for her. Right. She didn't want to. Yeah. But I mean, that is probably how she cared is that like, I don't want to be the reason you turn into a bad person yeah 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 oh han oh can't believe we're talking about stuff that happened in solo what's this book doing to us i hate us actually i Uh, so (laughs) over the weekend um dinner was over and he was like, what do you want to watch now? And I'm like, I'm down for anything. And he goes, you are not down for anything. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> Name one thing I wouldn't want to watch. And then he said solo. And I was like, oh, you're right. <laughs> you're right, you're right. I'm surprised time- that he hasn't created the Enfys Nest cut yet. Like, I feel like that'd be more enjoyable for him and a lot of us to just watch the Enfys Nest only. <laughs> I still remember um, one time at my old flat where I was talking about something and then I was like, I, I said something mean about Solo and my flatmate like called over like, you can't blame everything bad on Solo. Watch me. <laughs> I will. I, I can will. and I will. I can that's I where will. it all, that's like the nexus point where it all went bad. <laughs> yeah, it truly is. Uh, Zalma interrupts the intimate moment because there's plans to be hatched. Captain Daddy is preparing for evacuation, and although it will be tight, all of the people of Modors will fit on the Halcyon. Leia asks if there's any hope for the planet, and Zalma says that destroying the station and making it crash into the seabed is a good plan, and he thinks it'll work. But the quakes are the problem. They may be regular now, but when the end comes, it'll be fast and brutal. Even if it all goes to plan, Modors will have a few weeks, a month or two tops. It's damage that can't be undone, and the plan is best. The plan is the best bet to save as many people as possible. The good news is that the repulsor lifts are probably even more vulnerable than originally thought because this was not built to be underwater. Uh, Leia zones out and just goes to start organizing evacuations uh, with the weight of another lost planet on her shoulders. Yeah, when when I zone out, I start daydreaming about like, what if I lift in Hyrule? When Leia zones out, she just starts planning evacuations. I mean, when I when I zone out, I start calendaring all of my time. I zone out. I start writing apparently the the game I'm working on. Wow, y'all are so like productive when you're zoning out. Do none of you just have brain empty moments? Oh, my brain has never been empty in my life. No. I've never once had a moment of my brain being empty. You can't just like sit and turn off your thoughts. No, I have like, generalized no. anxiety disorder. I have OCD and I can do that. I mean, not by choice, but like there's sometimes where I'm just like, I'm going to lie down. I'm not going to listen to music and I'm just going to exist in my own head for a little bit. 
literally can't think about i've tried i've been in i've been in therapy for years because that is like my goal my dream is to be able to like not have a thought for just a moment it would be amazing i would love that i mean it doesn't last for very long until an intrusive thought inevitably ruins it but yeah there's sometimes where i can just lie down and not think about anything we're all we're all good here no nah, as soon as amazing. i lie down i think about something else so i'm just like oh what about this thing ah! yeah i've always i've always got something to think about yep that's why i don't that's sleep. why I just kind of like, you know, go in my head, maladaptive daydream a little bit, and it's fine. I mean, healthy the coping best, mechanisms only for this podcast. The best that I can do is Bear Farm uh, or like a resource management game that is very easy and repetitive. And that's why one day I played Stardew Valley for 16 hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess that's kind of what The Sims is for me. Yeah. yeah is that Breath of the Wild? That's as much as my brain can turn off is that it's at least just focused on this one task that that's, does not matter. That's miniature painting for me. It's yeah. Just, oh, that's why I play Destiny. Empty. That's, yeah. <laughs> that is why I play Destiny, yeah. Oh, crossword oh. puzzles too. That's a good one for me. Well, look at this. We're making a lot of progress. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> We've got, we've all got, that's, I think that's kind of what yoga is for me. When I'm doing yoga, I can't think about yeah. anything else. Yeah. Oh no, um, yoga is definitely like planning for the rest of my daytime. No I do, Danny. I do like very intense yoga. I literally can't think about anything else. Yeah, that's what like that's exercise, right? It's like exercise. It's like your body hates this, so your brain can't really focus other than on anything other than that. I fucking hate this, and I want to die. I, is that not how? Is that I not how exercise be, is for yeah. everybody? Uh, that's how it is when I'm like running, but it's not how it is when I do yoga. Yoga is me like, how can I? extend even further and also we be the best about- how can i be the best at yoga i want to be the best yeah you want to uh, win at yoga which is a totally i want to win at yoga somehow. To <laughs> hey listeners if anyone's looking for an online personal trainer <laughs> yeah, i am accepting clients yeah can you uh, find me an exercise that'll get me to that point where it turns my brain off because i haven't found one yet uh it's not just one exercise it's going to be many exercises so sorry okay I mean, yeah. that's fine. Okay, cool. <laughs> were we talking about a Star Wars book? <laughs> we were. So Zelma, Zelma stays <laughs> and gives Han the very bad news, which is that Kalad could be really helpful right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shame. Han's not wrong. Keep, yeah, Han keeps saying no, but Zelma admits that, hey, he worked for the Empire too. He didn't want to, but he also didn't want to die. So like that can't be your end all be all of like who is a good person. Like Han, you worked for the Empire. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, it was that. It was also the part where he was, where Han was like, was, "We could, we could snipe Leia right now if you want." And Collette was like, "Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's do it. Let's <laughs> kidnap her. I want that money." Um, Han can't think about any of that because he doesn't want to think about what he's done in order to survive and whether or not the people left on the station know what damage they're causing, uh, because there aren't any good answers to that question. Uh, Han finally relents under more of Zalma's prompting and tells him to get Kalad down here. If you want more uh, good nuanced stuff on why people are in the Empire, read Alphabet Squadron. <laughs> I was like, where is this going? <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely got more nuance than this. Extremely. It's also military focused, so of course it does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, so are some of the other books, and they really are. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's our, it's Shadow-san. Yeah. Leia I mean, confirmed- and this isn't like super nuanced, but I also thought like, I, I enjoyed this sort of exploration oh, of yeah, this. Like yeah. I thought it was handled well. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think from, from like Han's point of view, 
Um, right. It's giving Han a lot of development mm-hmm. um, that like he doesn't get in the in like the trilogy because the, that's not his story. Right. Um, his arc was done at the end of <laughs> A New Hope. Right. So um, <laughs> so like this is a fun this is a fun Ooh, Han has layers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like how it's, it's the anti-courtship of Princess Leia in that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. if oh, there was yeah, a yeah. gun of command anywhere around, like, Han's not going to shoot Leia and be like, go on There's no way Han would He's shoot Leia. throw it out the airlock and never think about it again. He'd be like, this fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hapes, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> also, that this version of Mon Mothma would never let that fucking happen. No. No. That Mon Mothma would be like, excuse me <laughs> get out of here Ace. a gun of what <laughs> right hey, we could just like convince everyone to join the new republic with one of those no it's so easy <laughs> no <laughs> get out of here Sargarera. <laughs> oh my god so with the gun of command would be so dangerous imagine <laughs> fucking cursed when I was watching Andor, I finally caught up until like, I haven't seen the latest episode, but I finally caught up and I got the Saul Guerrero bit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he does that whole bit about like, not blah, blah, blah. I have clarity of purpose. Right. And I was like, I was like, you know what? Saul's right. And then Luthen's like, you're an anarchist. And I was like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I took that back. <laughs> so fast. <laughs> Just immediately so like, fast. he's an anarchist? Never, never mind. He's uh, right. wait. Yeah. <laughs> It's like someone re- it's like someone you meet starts saying some things that you kind of agree with and you're like, yeah, yeah, capitalism sucks. Yeah. And, and then, then they're yeah. like, I'm a libertarian, and you're like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh no. Uh, the, I mean, at least the, the at least infamous onion headline. A person that <laughs> it's the the new version would be a person that you just met that seems cool turns out to be the worst person you know. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, anarchists are fine, they just not their ideology sucks. Yeah, I assume. I was about to say, to um, let's not say anarchists are fine. <laughs> no, I have some friends that are, so I'm like, you know, there's some chill ones out there. Not Saul. What? Saul's not chill, but also, I don't think he continues to be an anarchist. Um, I think he has some character growth there. Imagine chill Saul Guerrero though for a minute. Imagine He's never him chill on his life. Imagine, Imagine him, him on like so much marijuana. Yeah. Like, what if- <laughs> What if his vaping with dude was vape? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, oh, that is, this is the chill version of him. <laughs> Luthan, like, manages to sneak some vape like, in there. sneaks in a vape cartridge. Okay, I absolutely want a, a bonus episode of Andor of just Luthan and Saw getting stoned out of their minds together. Uh, and both like, of them just having a chill moment. And Benthic is just like, what the fuck is going on around <laughs> here? I, I mean, Benthic is ready the operation anyways. Like, that's already very clear. Uh, listeners, for people who don't know, Benthic is two tubes. That's his real name. <laughs> and if that's still the declare anything up for you, that you're not as much of a nerd as us, and it's a good thing. Like, yeah. Uh, he has who a... doesn't know two tubes? He's got two tubes. Yeah, but his name <laughs> is Benthic. But there's two two tubes. There is, because it's Benthic and Edrio, and Edrio did not survive Jetta. Um, and Benthic was the one who used to be a cloud rider. Um <laughs> because they reused the costume. And we and, haven't met her yet, but they do have a third sister, Tutu Tubes, uh, who's a ballet dancer. And also has two tubes. Please at general leader about that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. 
Uh, Leia confirms with Mon that she's sending shuttles for evacuation and fighters to help with Imperials, but they won't be there for at least a day. But then, oops, there's an explosion. Leia runs back up to where Han and Zelma are and sees that it wasn't an ice quake. It was the shuttle port and it was blown up. Uh Leia calls Riola to have her send down an empty shuttle and they see that it's shot down as soon as it gets in range. So they're not going to send Kalad down, I guess. It's fine. Just drop him. Just drop him. Just let him. He'll go so fast. Get that. Get that terminal velocity. God. (laughs) He'll be fine. Yeah, it's called terminal for a reason. <laughs> yeah, because it's the final velocity. <laughs> that was unintentionally hard as fuck. It's called terminal for a reason. <laughs> it's like some shit Schwarzenegger would say before yeah. you before you yeah. kick somebody out of a plane in an Yeah. Oh, that's a compliment. <laughs> Thank you. It was meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Beck is making sure that no one can leave, not just to leave no witnesses, but in order to make sure Han and Leia are killed. Leia asks if Han thinks they can negotiate, but Han knows Beck. She doesn't mind killing an entire moon in order to get them. So, no, negotiation is off the table. The next morning, everyone gets dressed and ready for the cold. Han, Leia, and Zalma are with the group that's heading down to the docks for the submersibles. There's really not many probe droids around, showing that they are indeed short-staffed. And uh, <laughs> I put that Beck Beck made them all sign contracts that Madors 2.0 needed a hardcore crew. <laughs> and that's, they all left. <laughs> what a life we are living in. Uh, the life. Fishers... <laughs> The fishers are able to hide Han and Leia enough that they all get through the security checkpoint. The trio heads off with the other experienced anglers who will be suiting up and using harpoons to catch fish, a.k.a. Strike Team. Sock hills are used for food and leather, and the crackles are harvested for trade, and their oil is used as a natural preservative in an array of industries and is their second highest export after art. I just wanted to bring that up. Fish that. facts. They've got other things going for them. Yeah. What can't you do with a salt kill hide? Okay, and actual question. Do any countries measure art as an export? Depends how much money they make off of it. I don't know. You, I don't want to talk about the Jews. I mean, if you think <laughs> video games, if you think video games are an art, then yes. <laughs> I don't not I don't not think that video games are art. I played the fifth just, on this one. That is just so fucking funny that that's, <laughs> that's the example of all things. Well, if you think video games are art, then yes. I was thinking of what exports we have, and I was like, we have video games. <laughs> oh. It's just so funny that. Saf was like, well, if you think video games are art, and then Meg devolves into laughter. Like, (laughs) (laughs) that's just, you know, that's an ancient argument. Um, What exports does New Zealand have? Like weird little flightless birds? Hobbits. Don't export those. (laughs) Our exports are we export like all of our meat and dairy. So that's really good for us. 
Whoa. Yeah, we give everyone else our lamb, so that's really expensive for us. Um, we also give everyone else our beef, so it's really expensive for us. We give everyone else our milk, so it's really expensive for us. You're you're a little too generous <laughs> down there. In the, in yeah, the we. I remember I was in New down. Caledonia and there was New Zealand butter, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we we give away everything we've got. Unfortunately, stop stop doing that. except for our except for our short flightless birds, we keep those. Okay. Yeah, you should keep those. <laughs> Don't export good. those. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Han tries very hard to keep calm as the 15 harpooners stand in the pressurization room that slowly fills with water to get them acclimated to the cold. But hey, at least they have real breathers and heaters and jetpacks this time. It's not quite like the feeling of carbonite, but Han still feels like he's being trapped. You I are. have a fun fact. You're under he the is. crushing weight of water. <laughs> He's very trapped. Um, yeah. I have a fun fact. United States is the highest exporter of art. Oh. We yeah. have the most video games, baby. Six. <laughs> hang on. Six, six billion dollars. We exported six art? No. <laughs> six billion dollars worth of art. That's a lot of art. That is a lot six of art. arts. A lot of video games. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It was hard. Uh, you are trapped, and you might die. Yeah, that's that's worse than carbonate. It is the entire crushing pressure of the ocean. Yeah, <laughs> on an I ice like world, that. on a well, on a water planet. One way to deal with your trauma is exposure therapy. Yup. <laughs> sure, glad that there's a professional to oversee that. Yep, this is definitely how exposure therapy works. There, Han has never seen a professional in his life. He's not to start now. That's definitely what I pay a therapist a lot of money for See? for for my exposure. Throw you under the ocean. <laughs> yeah, all of this. this I entire... mean, in a manner of speaking, that's actually Listen, very much. This entire honeymoon was like for. concocted by Han and Leia's therapists. Mon Mothma. <laughs> yeah, they're all paid actors. <laughs> you're not getting a honeymoon. You're getting therapy. <laughs> oh, I wish. Um... Okay. No, 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 no. no you're no, very no, excited no. for your honeymoon that you're going to enjoy, and you'll go to therapy some other time. <laughs> okay. Don't you make that face, Meg <laughs> Humphrey? Uh, <laughs> That's my pouting bulldog face, <laughs> where I try to glean sympathy by looking stupid. <laughs> you might want to oh, take that one life. back to the drawing board, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, it, it has work. not worked so far. <laughs> one day you'll find a person who works on baby. <laughs> one day <laughs> you'll find the one person who really loves Botox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would like to just share that I do really like Bulldogs, and nothing about the expression <laughs> brought those particular emotions up for me. So <laughs> maybe it's that's not... the part to workshop. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good combo on our non-video only podcast <laughs> medium okay. you know what the great thing about this is that it's such a mystery that nobody's everyone's <laughs> gonna have a different idea of what that expression looks like yeah especially on me <laughs> okay 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 uh they get out into the water and Zalma is showing off his big, beautiful eyes and his luscious tentacles in the open sea because he doesn't need any help breathing. And I just wanted to point that out because Han pointed it out. <laughs> he didn't use the word luscious, but they're luscious. There's no point in hiding what they're doing once they're in the water because there's really no way to hide that. The first round of fishers are sabotaging the sewer pipes and vents to cause enough distraction and chaos for the harpooners to attack the repulsor lifts. 
Thankfully, destroying the repulsor lifts isn't very technical. You just cut them open as much as you can and then stick the welder into the hole. Easy peasy. Uh, there are six to take down, so they're going in teams of two. When they get to the station, it's clear that the distraction is working because it's all water churning chaos. Salma stays back to instruct and guide anyone who needs help, and also because he's a very obvious target. Han and Leia take one of the arms, and all they need is 10 minutes to disable it. Nine minutes in, they see the tip of the core blaster glowing red as the station charges to fire. Mm. Yeah. It's only nine more minutes. It's fine. That's fine. Things are getting messy, and the stormtroopers have spotted the strike teams. Zalma calls out over comms that one of the teams is down and asks if someone can go down to Bay 4. Han switches with Leia, grabbing the blaster to just shoot away at the inner casings of the repulsor arm so Leia can go to Bay 4. Leia gets to the other arm when she realizes there are no vibrations from the core blaster like before. Something is happening, but Leia can't figure out what. The station starts to tip as the arms are taken down, and soon enough, Han joins Leia. Balangawa goes over to try to help Bay 6, but she has no cover. Han and Leia finish on 4 and head over, but suddenly, Leia grabs Han by the ankle and swings him off course, right before a sonic detonator slams into the station and would have rearranged Han's organs. (laughs) Not in the way that Han would prefer. (laughs) Not in a cute way, in a bad, deadly way. Uh, I'm going to start referring to gender affirming surgery as a, a rearrangement of organs. Just don't be like, yo, I need a sonic detonator. <laughs> don't, nope. don't, don't go into a conversation with someone and say, I got my organs rearranged. <laughs> don't do that, that. That's not glisteners. <laughs> that needs a very specific thing. <laughs> dude, dude, I can't wait to give someone a bunch of money to rearrange my organs. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. That means something extremely specific. <laughs> am I am I not in the know here? What is? What oh is no, this? Danny! Oh boy! Even I know what that means. Uh, Danny, it usually is in reference to, um, extre- extreme anal sex. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I'm so glad I have this podcast with my three ace friends to explain these things to me. <laughs> oh my god, it is the three ace people right now. <laughs> I mean, I think that it's we could very fairly say that like uh, of the four of us, I am the most prudish. So <laughs> Yeah, and like in in fandom fan fiction yeah. types yeah. of things, this yep. this language comes up. yeah wow okay i did learn something new today (laughs) great man i I was was so excited i thought i had found a fun like fun new funky phrase no no i'm really glad that we did everything (laughs) really glad we talked you out of using that (laughs) you can't you can't say you can't don't go to a doctor you can use it just be aware of the context don't go to a doctor and professionally i'm not gonna not gonna cross those wires (laughs) <laughs> yikes okay so <laughs> <clears throat> leia feels nope uh hans organs uh 
Balangawa is injured and not able to get to basics. Balea and Han see where that's where most of the stormtroopers are. Zalma gets tells them to keep trying because the station has already sent out droids to repair the broken repulsor lifts. Leia feels the desperation of the situation. They have to take down that last repulsor lift before any of the others are fixed. <clears throat> Excerpt. An eerie calm washed over Leia in the face of sure defeat. There was nothing she could do now, nothing but accept the truth of the situation, and accepting the truth meant seeing it. Leia was well accustomed to seeing every possible path, thinking three steps ahead, guessing at what the enemy could do so she could lay a trap or stop a battle or win a war. But there was no path she could see now. She had reached the end. Through the churning water, through the bright flashes of blasters and the ripple of sonic detonators, through the tangle of bodies that writhed in hand-to-hand combat underwater, through the two still bodies that floated down and down and down, Leia looked at it all. Her eyes went farther. The dark water seemed so still, but there was something darker yet in them. The Edons were out there, enormous aquatic beasts floating through the shadows. Leia's mind stilled. She did not try to summon the creatures. She did not order them to help. She made no effort to control or even to use the force. She simply existed within it. And in the deep silence, it answered the one word she couldn't let go of. Help. Boom! And that's Um, how the book ended. That's how this chapter ended. And we will save the rest because I was actually really hyped about the fish. um, And I didn't want (laughs) to just rush to get them all in there. <laughs> that needs ample time to be addressed. Yeah, I need ample fish time. That's a phrase I actually say pretty often. So yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. You need that AFT. I love, AFT. I love fish time. Ample fish time. <laughs> We're all being so coherent and uh, <laughs> not chaotic today. I'm proud of us. Well, it's not the 9th of November. <laughs> chaos never ends day <laughs> chaos truly never ends the it 9th really of november ends. is actually the one day of the year when i don't celebrate chaos never ending <laughs> yeah that's when we take Should a night that off is my chaos. chaotic never ending yeah he, I that's guess when he, 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 oh go ahead sorry you have to you have to take a rest from causing chaos every day so then you can continue to cause chaos every day i feel like that's what that day is for. It's a rest day. <laughs> um, so Heath isn't here, so I'll do listener questions or listener questions. Uh, last week we said something, say something nice about Danny or what is your greatest? <laughs> <laughs> you know, really two appreciate questions. those two things being juxtaposed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I think Danny is a wonderful friend who's uh, so creative and smart and lovely to be around. And my greatest existential fear. <laughs> no, well, greatest, I'll, I'll take that compliment. My greatest existential fear is that nothing I ever do matters. <laughs> oh, great. Um, yeah, I mean, I did incorporate a compliment to Danny in the host intros as like the sincere one this week. Um, and that's that Danny always encourages everyone's like interests and talents and that matters a lot to their friends and also to like the, the teens, uh, that they're around. Um, I'm sure like more than they're able to express, 
I'm sure it means a lot to them um, because teens are bad at expressing things. I say, if that's what they're expressing, <laughs> yikes. It's really, listen, <laughs> teens don't know how to do that stuff. Nope. Um, and my greatest existential fear, <laughs> my greatest physical fear is spiders. <laughs> my greatest existential fear is, uh, I think, just no that's a well i think it's the the slow the slow decay of memory is is my mm. existential existential fear uh, thanks because, for giving me a new existential fear <laughs> because um all of my grandparents have had alzheimer's and dementia and it's bad folks um yeah um, I'm, I'm someone who has a very good memory and like my memory has suffered after COVID, um, probably because of the pandemic, but also because of long COVID. Uh, so it's been very, very hard for me. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Um, <laughs> my, my nice thing about Danny is just that I love them and everything that they do. Yeah, and I like to be around him. And then my greatest existential fear is death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> short and sweet you know my greatest yeah. existential fear is death too actually like, yeah it's a scary one pretty cut right? yeah. are you gonna say something nice about danny danny's existential fear is death <laughs> okay said my existential danny's fear. a really good podcast editor and it was actually very funny how it was very funny. when meg <laughs> said or saf said danny's gonna edit this out of the episode and make it seem like we asked a different listener question danny did exactly that so sometimes Danny can't be present for the recording, but Danny will always have fun with the editing. <laughs> That's why I took control of getting the glister questions. So I was like, then I can ask the right one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dylan said, my existential fear is Danny posting the wrong glister question to escape compliments, thereby <laughs> presenting me presenting to me a situation where complimenting, complimenting a homework assignment is fraught. But even in spite of this, Danny is a warm, creative soul with a quick wit, and they make me very happy. <laughs> Thanks, Dylan. Wow. Uh, Danny, other Danny said, I lived not far from Fermilab, a particle particle accelerator laboratory in Illinois. And I always thought there would be a big meltdown and we all die horrible radiation deaths. They actually had. Oh, sorry, finished. (laughs) They actually have a herd of bison on the premises that I'm convinced are acting as canaries in the proverbial coal mine. mine. Also, Danny's super rad, and I can always trust their voice. Uh, and the voices they choose to amplify when something is afoot in the internet. I also admire Aww. their love of nature's coolest critters. Crit- critters. Oh, thanks, Danny. A fun game to play with these is to like see how long it takes into Ash reading the response before you figure out which of the two questions is currently being responded to. <laughs> <laughs> Wondering where the particle accelerator laboratory is going. Yeah, it's like was this? Which, yeah, which direction? That's are we going a compliment, with this one? obviously. <laughs> Maria said, uh, helping me feel comfortable as a non-binary person on social media. See, that one's very unclear. No, it's very clear. That's <laughs> very that's clear. Compliment. <laughs> Thank you, Rhea. Uh, Connellberg said, they're a good bean with a smiley face. Thank you. Uh, Jason, what if you're, okay, but what like if your existential you. fear was like the Chicago bean, like coming alive? Be afraid of My existential fear coming is that alive. it's all beans. 
It's all beans. What's all beans? All, Everything. all of it. Everything this, is beans. What is an atom not, if not a bean? What it's if not, not a bean? String, it's not string theory. It's string bean theory. Oh! I'm moving on. Jay said oh! Danny puts so much energy in for others, and I hope they realize it doesn't go unnoticed, never change. And then they said, my one existential fear is Ewoks, but you all know this. <laughs> That's a very physical fear, <laughs> And then they said they eat, uh, they eat Imperials unless uh, I don't count as an Imperial anymore. Oh, no. Now I have two existential fears. Okay, I mean, that's love more. love Mon Mothma now, so. Jay loves Mon Mothma, <laughs> so I think. And I mean, okay, I'm just saying, you've seen all the fancy outfits she's been wearing, so. And the. And you can, the posturing and the the yeah, so you you can it took it took Mon Mothma adopting an imperial aesthetic for shades. <laughs> you can be Ribble and Drew's fancy. Just saying, yeah, yeah. I've got proof now. We did it. <laughs> yeah, but the yeah, as you said, I've learned so much about so many random to- topics from Encyclopedia for other glistener questions. Not to be too Canadian, but getting caught between a bull moose running season. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that's a very physical fear. It is, People. but I feel like that's also existential, you know? Like, yeah. moose moose make you fear for your existence. As a new life is being brought into the world, yours is being taken out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe on... then your soul will end up in the moose. Ooh. That's how moose souls reincar- are made. Will you be reincarnated? That's how moose yeah, souls are. That, it's only moose that souls. The moose have to slaughter someone for a new... I, listen... Be- I can only hope that I be reincarnated as a moose. Something <laughs> incredibly powerful. Red. I yeah. doubt a moose has depression, you know? There is something yeah, very, like, sort of peaceful about the idea of, like, if you want to, you have to take a life in order to reproduce a life. Yeah, there is something. Peaceful, okay. Or, like, at balance, <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, there's a, there's a balance in that. I agree. Some purgenity. Oh, that yeah, it was a little bit. X Wings in history said, growing up as a Jehovah's Witness, I had Armageddon anxiety instead of rapture anxiety. Armageddon was supposed to entail both the destruction of all non believers, parentheses good, just awesome, but also the non believers' last ditch efforts to destroy God's people. We'd occasionally have sermons about what to expect in this final wave of persecution, sometimes from people who had survived by violent oppression and sometimes probably just people fantasizing. One example that really stuck in my head was a story about people being tied in burlap, burlap sacks and tossed into the ocean <laughs> with the promise that anyone who recanted their face would be plucked out of the water. But plot twist, anyone weak enough to recant would be left to drown while the guards in this story respected the convictions of those who refused to recant enough to save them instead. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I guess my existential dread is drowning in darkness confined in itchy fabric while I waited for a cruel, capricious authority figure to kill or spare me. Maybe I should have just said Skywalker Saga finale written by Chris Terrio and left it at that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, X-Wings! What the fuck? <laughs> Listen, I can sympathize to this because I grew up in an era where in youth group they would talk after Columbine happened, they would talk constantly about being a martyr and would you die for Jesus? This is what they did to witches. That's li- Yeah, no, oh they said gosh. a lot of that shit in church growing up. I specifically remember like a very impassioned speech from a 25-year-old youth pastor being like, would you die if the gun was to your head? Would you die? Hey, hey, church. Hey, church, what the fuck? Just as like a general statement like from Rogue Convent. the fuck? That's it. That's all the listener questions. Oh, great. God. 
Yeah, I really ended it on a nice one there. What the fuck? I forgot. You know, I just assumed Armageddon and Rapture were the same thing. So it's interesting learning that they're two different things. I'm learning things today. Yeah, Armageddon has Bruce Willis in it. Yeah, Armageddon <laughs> is where the wrestlers convey. <laughs> yeah. The Lutherans believe in the Bruce Willis version of the end of times. <laughs> yeah. Not the uh not the Nick Cage version. <laughs> That's how, Christi- that's how you just divide the, the different sects of Christianity. The, there's the Kirk Cameron. <laughs> Is Kirk Cameron, Nicolas Cage, or Bruce Willis? <laughs> the Trinity, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm renouncing my agnosticism. I'm going for the Nick Cage religion. I really... I was kind of feeling Nick Cage as well. Yeah, Sometimes I feel like I say, that's, that's the chaotic one, you know? Yeah. yeah Sometimes sure. I say things on this podcast specifically where I'm like, well, if there is a God, I'm definitely going to hell for that one. <laughs> yeah, no, there we is 100% a God, are the, the point at which your judgment will be determined. No, okay, here's my thinking. If there is a God, he absolutely has a sense of humor considering he thinks we're all hilarious. of this. He thinks things yeah, are funny. He thinks we're funny. Yeah, I was a good, I was a good According little Christian kid until I, learned, until I met all of He's you. always listening to us. Yeah, see, that's the sense of humor there. <laughs> What's the humor work? We're gonna be fine. Yes, God. Comedy up there. He wants some fun people to hang out with. You know, it's just gonna be the funniest podcasters and nobody's the funniest podcasters. Which means not just us. Not those two people who don't like Andor. Not them. Not them. Just the funny ones. They'll be in hell. Hell is just listening to them talk. It's listening to their podcast on loop for eternity. I'd be like, hell. can I like drown in a river of lava for eternity or something? That's not like, this. Nope. Your personal can hell is broken upon the you? wheel. <laughs> What's Sisyphus up to? Cause like, I'll roll that ball with it. <laughs> I, I, I'd really like this listener question. We should go with this one, but a, a bonus listener question for this week is whose eternal punishment should be to have to listen to Rogue Podron on a loop for the rest of time. <laughs> Hours. <laughs> oh, yes. we have to listen to yeah. <laughs> We have to listen to podcasts exclusively from a few years ago. I mean, the nice thing is that at least at this point, we've created like over three, four hundred hours of content. So, like, that's like three to four weeks at this point, right? Like, that's yeah. No, we, is that how math works? Yeah, that's, that's a couple of weeks for the content. Like, at least it's yeah, not like no, just the same one hour episode yeah. on a loop for the end of time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. At least there's that. Unless we'll always have Jar Jar's feet or whatever. <laughs> this week's listener question is <laughs> come up with a Star Wars fish must have a silly name. Um, I really need to think about this because I take this very seriously. Yeah, it makes it take it seriously. This is a huge responsibility. This is a huge responsibility. Do not disappoint me. <laughs> oh god, okay. Fish like most Star Wars creators would and call it the scale flipper. That's a pretty sick name though. I just got disappointed. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And also, um, I think this would be, I think listening to Rogue Padron would be eternal punishment for Dave Filoni. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. But also that he would just steal our ideas and make He's dead. Shittier cartoons. Of <laughs> yeah, he would find a way. Kid. This is the punishment. He would find a way. Fine, no. then John Favreau. 
Just imagine, just imagine some new Lucasfilm employee communicating with Dave Filoni via Ouija board. Yeah, Ouija board. <laughs> yeah, yeah through, through satanic ritual. And he's like, avenge me. Take Rogue Padre's like- ideas and make them into shitty cartoons. Okay, but I feel like if you were communicating with Dave Filoni specifically, eventually you would just write in like Wolf as one of like the words. Wolf, the question that mark? Just, that they could just like, choose like yes no right because it's like stop we're wasting so much time and spiritual energy spelling out w-l-o-l-f every (laughs) fucking you're doing a ouija board they floating every time it's just like a y o o o oh he's howling again he's howling I love the idea of like a, a, communicating with, with like an animal to Ouija board. It's just like, hmm, Q-U-A-C-K. Oh! <laughs> I love all of you so much. I just need to say that. We love you too. Where else are you going to get quality content like this, folks? Quality we, content. This is on the quality tonight, that's for sure. That's qual. This is quality, baby. Quality. Sap, that's you. That's me. Yeah, we're quality. Um, listen to us. <laughs> that's just the outros. <laughs> listen to us on Rogue Quadrant. <laughs> you can uh, you can answer this week's listener question on Twitter at Rogue Quadrant as long as Twitter's still alive. Um, <laughs> If it dies, I don't know where else you can go. Screw it. Oh, no, <laughs> Email us rogueprojectgmail.com. <laughs> Remember where we used to be when we used to be rogueprojectgmail.com. <laughs> have to bring that Tumblr, one back. Why not? Honestly, let's make a Tumblr. Rogueprojectnutsocial.com. I feel like Tumblr is weird. Play him that try. nut button. <laughs> like and read that. <laughs> Um, if we go somewhere else, we'll tell you where we are. Probably, we might just be how? surprised. Who knows? How will we tell them? On our podcast, on our episode. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, you can email us at rockpodron.gmail.com. I guess if you have a pressing need, yeah. um, our website is rockpodron.com. Not if you have a pressing need. No one checks that email. <laughs> oh yeah, you stop. There is so much this. fucking stop. spam in there. Stop conflicting <laughs> what we're saying. Like you have to like let's give them our personal email addresses. Like if you want to email us, you're gonna have to reach out to us individually at this point. Yeah. Okay. If you're interested in personal training, you can email me. <laughs> yeah. Meg.humphrey.gainset.gmail.com. Don't worry about it. Yeah. No, you should do that. Um, we have a Patreon. Patreon.com/slash Rogue Um, I guess also if you want to keep up with us, you can sign up to that. And our Discord is not gonna die, so you know we'll still be there. <laughs> And we are checking that. Yeah. Yeah, we do check that. We are actually there. We're we're quite quite engaged with our Discord these days. Yeah, we're good. Um, so if you want to chat to us, we are there. And you can listen to us on your favorite podcatcher, which you already know. I don't know why I do this one, but every podcast does this, so I feel like I have to. Um like and subscribe. No, subscribe is the wrong one. (laughs) Like and review. No, subscribe. You Don't forget subscribe. to smash that like button. Oh, yeah. Subscribing is a thing. Like smash that nut button. No, liking is not a thing. Subscribe and review. That's if you're want. still listening this far to the episode, you have already subscribed. Like, let's be real. <laughs> That's what I figure. You've already uh, read out our podcast. Please. 
we should really do this part at the top of the podcast. Set. <laughs> no. Yeah, probably. <laughs> what if we keep doing it at a random point? In oh, you just never know. <laughs> just one of the bullets in the. In the at the random, bullets. I will just start doing it. <laughs> YouTube videos have started in the middle of the video going. Hey, if you're enjoying the video so far, don't forget to like and subscribe. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck you. No. Now I but won't. If you're, hey, if you're enjoying the, the podcast so far and you want some more Grievous content, I guess. Yeah. Do you want to hear us Leave talk us more review. about the things that we talk about in therapy, but with each other? Yeah. Yeah. Um, please leave us a review. We're fine. We're all fine. Just please don't I leave just, us. I just like so, yeah wait yeah we have abandonment issues no one leave yeah don't leave us don't unsubscribe <laughs> yeah if you unsubscribe just, don't don't I just like to read things that other people write for me you know it yeah. gives me something fun to do yeah 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 oh, well, oh my God, the birds sound so pleasant <laughs> some New Zealand I'm so birds. jealous I did not realize there were birds hitting me because I did birds on. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy the ambiance yeah we are um okay listeners wow little flightless birds tweeting from outside your window listen next time <laughs> next time we are going to finish two princess two scoundrel chapters 55 to the end thank god it's finally here. i can't i still i still can't believe that this is a longer season than the alphabet squadron this book. has been the longest season <laughs> Looking at this book, I did not expect this. The longest season. Um, so with that, this is Rogue Padrain signing off. Pash out. But also they have like friends that come over every week and do stuff. And like, am I going to be expected to socialize with people? Because I can't do that. My social battery is like this and I got to save it for my friends. Right. Like, that's what I do with my little people on the internet. <laughs> yeah, the little gay people in my phone. I gotta save the energy. Yeah. Little gay people. <laughs> with my little figures. Me. My little figures. My action figures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I but just little, use action the, figures in my brain. The little guys that cure depression. <laughs> That's okay. the cast of Spy Family. <laughs> We're curing yeah, it. This is how you're curing it. Yeah, well, that's bad, Meg. I didn't say that's that. Not great. <laughs> I don't have little guys. That's why my depression isn't cured. Ah, actually, I have many. I have many little guys. Um, they're mostly murderers. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs>